So I guess something else I, I want to talk about for a moment are like context, race, and class. Um, because like I found a new, um, I'm going to call her like an Instagram girl. So she's like calling herself a fashion model. Um, these things are very difficult to man to explain so but she's in she's in like she's in like latin america right so there's like a fashion a a, a, let's just call her like a pretty instagram girl in latin america um and so i want to start by saying this all over the world there are pretty women like all in every single country when i was growing up there was this big idea that there was only one, you know, standard of beauty and like that's what it was. And if you didn't abide by that, then you had zero level of attractiveness. And it was very hard, you know, to understand just so many things about racial differences, you know, complexion differences, hair differences, and the entire society that I was raised in was built on anti-blackness. So it's just like every single thing about like curly hair, curvy bodies, brown skin, it was just like everyone in the society in which I grew up was like trained to say that those things were ugly and then they acted accordingly. So the way that that plays out is kind of like what people are, 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 they have terms for it now, like the internet bullying, cyber bullying, hate speech, things like that, that we have like terms for now. We call them like microaggressions or whatever. People were doing this back then. It's just that nobody gave a shit if it was happening to black people in the black community. They just felt like, oh, this is fine. Like this is, this is acceptable because it's not happening to the majority group. So because of that, we just don't give a shit about anyone else. Okay, so let's fast forward to today where we have like these platforms and we have the internet and like we're actually able to see everyone for what they are, where they are and who they are. So in terms of men, and women and dating and how people kind of like make choices about that. I just want I want to talk for a second about kind of like the differences that some people have. Now in the developing world, there are a lot of women who do not have any options as in like they don't have any education, they don't have any marketable skills, and so their only means of survival is like going to find a husband like going to find a husband is actually a really big deal because if they don't find a husband like how will they survive you know in terms of like being able to live that's not an issue that women in the developed world are facing so in the developed world women are able to not necessarily think about just their survival they're thinking about like thriving they want to live like the best lives that they can live because everyone is going to like live in the developed world. So what we have right now is kind of like a, an overrepresentation of all of these like globally marginalized groups in the developed world. And so there are people from the developing world who are looking at people from the developed world 
and they are saying like, oh, wow, there's this opportunity. There's someone who's like me who is thriving here. And, and this is good. This is good. I'm happy. Like, I want to see people like me thriving. Like, every person feels that way. Like, they want their own group to win. That's a very natural feeling to feel. The only It only becomes a problem when you start comparing your own success to other people, okay? And you start thinking that, like, your place in society is, like, dictated on that of someone else. And I feel like for so many people, they are thoroughly invested in this, like, supremacist mindset and this idea that, like, they are the best. That, like, they themselves are the best. Now, the only way we can really start to, like, have that conversation is if we, like, thoroughly unpack nepotism. Because American kids are just living off their parents' money. Immigrants don't really have that story. That's not a thing. But American kids are just living off of their parents' privilege. Unless you're, like, a black American and you just didn't have any privilege ever, you're just living off your parents' privilege. Like, even if you grew up at a trailer home, you still had your whiteness, which was like, you know, it's like you knew that you weren't black and that was like the thing that made you better in whatever way. So, you know, it's like having your whiteness was like what you are born with and it was supposed to give you something. I don't know what, but it was supposed to give you something. And now I feel like people are realizing that that privilege it actually doesn't like cash out into society as much because like everybody has to earn their own way. Like whatever your parents did, whatever your parents had, that doesn't really matter in terms of what you have unless you go work for yours. And like, like every person can just go work for theirs. And that's it. Like, you know, I can go work for mine, you can go work for yours, and that's what we can all do. And that that's, like, that's the story. But I think it's very hard for people to understand that, especially, like, some people who have these, like, derogatory images and, like, ideas around Black Americans, Black people, they just feel like, oh, no, like, black Americans are these criminals, black Americans are these this, they're that, they're blah, blah, blahs, right? And it's kind of like, they don't understand <laughs> that, you know, media is a weird um, tool that can be used to manipulate stories and tell half-truths. And especially, you have a lot of people in society who, I'm telling you, they just live in a segregated society, and they refuse to um, kind of like to step out and to start um, conversations with other people about, um, I don't know, about things that are I don't know, really, really happening. So it's 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 weird. It's weird. Hmm.